Welcome to Unapologetic, a podcast of Embrace Ministries, where we take a biblical approach to culture's difficult questions. Welcome back to Unapologetic. This is a podcast of Embrace Church, Embrace Ministries, and I am here in studio slash (laughs) Eli's office. Eli is not here today, but we do have associate pastor, uh, affectionately known as Step Pastor Greg Pettigrew, and our sound tech man today is Ellis. And uh, we are uh, in, in the stride of our unapologetic answering the world's difficult questions with the bible the source of truth god's word and we're going to we're going to have the little change my mind uh effect on except we're not trying to change yeah any one person's mind just yeah. no you know, Eli's that devil's advocate. We were talking about this pre-show, you know, were you going to be the devil's advocate on this? Or I think Eli just kind of likes being the friend of the devil and <laughs> <laughs> being the devil's advocate. But uh, he, him not being with us today, it's it's maybe we're going to convert somebody yeah, else's yeah. mind out Which there. Which is what we, I think we intend to do anyway. It's not really changing his mind. It's It's hopefully changing the minds of the listeners, the minds of those people out there who are wondering. That's right. Whether or not this is a, a valid topic, and they don't even know the topic yet, so yeah. you know, I think this is a valid topic because this topic today uh, that we're going to be discussing is something that I've had to address in my ministry for several years. Uh, the Lord, the Lord called me to ministry in nineteen, what was it, ninety four, and I began serving churches shortly after that. I was ordained in ninety nine. Took the role of associate pastor, took a role of uh, youth minister, and then began uh, lead pastoring in churches, and so it's it's been it's been an issue that has been brought up because of. I, I'm gonna I guess I'm gonna save some of that juice for later, mm-hmm. but uh, because of some issues with inside the church, brother against brother. Neighbor against neighbor, sister against sister kind of stuff. So, Greg, what is the topic of today? What, what are we attempting to change people's mind over? So the topic today, uh, the thing that we're uh, going to talk about and, and hopefully change your mind about is should Christians sue? Should we take one another to court uh, and try to get somebody's money? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what it is. Anytime somebody sues somebody, they're suing for financial benefit, and they're doing so. Um, you know, I've, I've heard, I've heard the uh, mental anguish. I'm suing a person a million dollars for mental anguish for stress. Uh, mm. I've had an upset stomach for a long time because you made me mad, and therefore I'm going to sue you. And I, I know that you know some of the situations of one person suing another person is a whole lot more in-depth than that. Maybe a person had a wreck and it killed one of their children in the wreck. And yeah. uh, maybe there was some liability from that and a person sued. And, and we're, not, we're not looking at this like, is it, is it legit according to the Bible to sue, period. There are certain times, I think, when the church as a whole or as an institution has to legally fight for its right to 
be a healthy organization, vibrant in the community, and to be able to do the things that it's called to do. Well, you think back, you know, uh, uh, in the the peak of COVID in 2020 out in California, you know, when the the government was shutting churches down, you know, mm-hmm. churches were suing the government for their right to continue mm-hmm. to have church. Yeah. You know, and I, I believe that's a good thing. You know, sure, we, we're, we're suing them for, uh, not for financial gain, but and for, was, yeah. you know, to, to keep our, our uh, spiritual well-being healthy, mm-hmm. you know, to keep pushing that and... Uh, I think that, and I think there's two different sides to that thought. Number one, is it a, a non-Christian and a Christian disagreeing over a matter that has to be brought into the courts so that the courts can decide because there is no real level ground between the Christian and the non-Christian? Because Christians have a different perspective of life and, and we have a different worldview and all this kind of stuff. So obviously there's going to be different there's going to be odds with the world. And so therefore there sometimes is the need of the government to step in to settle disputes that are of a legal matter. Can we worship even though the, the who the world health organization or the CDC says that we shouldn't gather. So I think that's appropriate, but then also when the church steps out in a legal matter in a legal battle to sue uh, it's usually not for material gain, but it's to continue to possess what they already possess, like a certain right. right. Um, so I, I've known certain uh, groups that go to bat for Christians and churches on issues of homeschooling their children. And uh, from what I understand, in San Francisco, California, it's illegal to homeschool your child inside of the city limits of San Francisco, California. And so um, I know that there have been uh, different Christian organizations that have gone to bat for Christians in that area who wish to homeschool their kids. Of course, they were defeated, but, um, but I think that's appropriate. I think it's appropriate for John MacArthur to file suit against the state of California or whatever county or city he was in for the right to, to, um, to, to meet as a church. You know, so I think... Those are settling disputes because there is no standard that's held by both parties. Does that make sense? Yes. But but what we're talking about today is can a Christian sue another Christian? Is well, it right? Are, are we just talking about Christian suing other Christians or just Christian suing people? Mm-hmm. Because yeah. you know, I'm 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 sitting over here thinking about that, you know, and and if I'm just suing, I mean, definitely don't want to be suing my my brother, my fellow Christian. But mm-hmm. if I'm suing somebody who is lost, who is not a Christian, you know, mm-hmm. is that affecting my testimony and trying to 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 gain them for the kingdom of God? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I think that I think that with that perspective, you have to take the offense, whatever the offense is. Yeah. Now, does that mean that you have to suffer? through some continual abuse, non-Christian suing Christians. You know, how do you defend yourself in that? I don't think a Christian should pursue to sue a non-Christian just for the sake of... I think I think in that matter too, Greg, it's monetary gain. Yeah. Is it monetary gain or is it the preservation of rights? Or is it the gaining of certain rights? If there's the preservation or gaining of rights, then probably so. Martin Luther King, okay, and, and, and all the efforts that were done in the civil rights movement, was that a healthy thing? Should that have been done? Were there Christians in other parties that were thinking in a different manner? And so you know, there's, there's a whole lot, 
whole lot involved in all of that. <clears throat> Excuse me, but, um, you know, I, I think that the Christian should take a different stance than to sue or to attempt to find some kind of solution outside of the church. So I know you've got some scripture verses because we're answering culture's difficult question with the Bible. What What do you say? Yeah, well, uh, you know, first off, <laughs> I, I can I can say from, you know, my own personal experience before uh, the Lord saved me and, and changed my heart and changed my mind, you know, I, I used to have that ambition of, man, if I could just have something happen, you know, that I could sue somebody and make some money and not have to worry about things anymore. You know, when you see uh, someone suing McDonald's because their coffee's too hot and getting millions of dollars, you know, uh, there, there's constantly things going on. You know, even now, my mind, when I see these news articles where somebody falls out of a ride at an amusement park or mm-hmm. something, first thought I have is that family is fixing to be well off, mm-hmm. you know. And, and that's just because I think that's what society teaches now. Now. Oh yeah, you know. Uh, hey, baby, one call—that's all. Yeah, that's it. One call—that's <laughs> all, man. Let's, you know, you had a car wreck. Let's sue somebody. That's right. You know, Cause, and, cause and these lawyers are for the people, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, let's <laughs> not get into that. But um, you know, I, I, I've always had that 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 mindset of that before I got saved. You know, and I believe that's again, it's because I, that's what society is teaching us now. That man, you you take the easy way out. Mm-hmm. You know, if you can find a way to make money without having to work, you have done something. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I, I believe that is completely against uh, what the Bible teaches. You know, I'm thinking about Second Thessalonians chapter three, where Paul is is, is writing to the the church at Thessalonica. You know, and he's telling them, you know, if if you don't work, you don't eat. You know, he said when we were there. Here, let me just read it to you. He says. Uh, now, we command you, brethren, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you withdraw yourselves from every brother that walketh disorderly and not after the tradition which he's, he received from us. For you are you for yourselves know how ye ought to follow us. For we behave not ourselves disorderly among you. Neither did we eat any man's bread for naught, but wrought with labor and travail night and day that we might not be chargeable to any of you. Not because we have not power, to, but to make ourselves an ensample unto you to follow us. For even when we were with you, this we commanded you, that if any would not work, neither should he not eat. That's right. And so Paul is teaching there, and he's saying, look, we, we showed you this by example. You know, we didn't just come in there and, and say one thing and, and sit back on our haunches and wait on you to feed us for doing nothing. You know, we got in there and worked. Uh, we did what what we felt like was needed to do uh, in order for uh, our needs to be met, uh, you know, um, as far as being fed and things like that, you know, we shouldn't as Christians expect just charity for charity's sake, you know, and, and you know, hey, we're, we're doing that. We're, we're, we're trying to help people, but it's for the kingdom's sake that we're trying to help people, mm-hmm. you know. We're trying to get the gospel of Jesus Christ out there, and if that means, you know, offering food pantry food to people, you know, paying for lights, paying for rooms, stuff like that, that's what we're going to do mm-hmm. because we feel like that is a, an inroad into reaching the lost and so several cases. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, we believe that just what Paul's saying here, that you want to eat, you need to work. That's right. You a know? hand up, not a hand out. Right. Hand up, not a hand out. Because uh, too many people right now are just waiting on that hand out. Right. You know, and when you're waiting on that handout, you're looking for ways to take advantage of other people. And I believe that's what uh, 
suing in in a sense is doing when you're suing uh, your fellow man mm -hmm. you're looking for a way to take advantage you're looking for a way to get nothing something out of nothing, out of nothing. yeah and, and you know when you think about suing for the sake of well you offended me I'm taking you to court and I'm going to take your money because you hurt my feelings kind of a kind of a process it kind of it kind of has the same bone structure of gambling yeah. I'm going to. I'm going to put five dollars in, and I want five thousand dollars out. I want something for a little to nothing kind of a mentality. But I mean, you, you're exactly right, and it's not just Paul to the church at Thessalonica. It's not just Old and New Testament principles. It's something practical that is beneficial to society when we care for one another enough to where we respect each other's properties and boundaries. And we actually encourage the betterment of others around us. Mm -hmm. I mean, and I and I don't know. Maybe that is more of more of a Christian thought than than a non Christian thought. But man, I want you to be blessed, right? Just like I hope you want me to be blessed. Well, you know, I think uh, a lot of it is, uh, in a sense, too selfishness. You know, uh, Jesus told us, hey, you know, he said, I came to, to serve, not to be served. That's right. You know, he's, uh, excuse me, he's king of the universe, you know. That's right. <laughs> he could have come and, and, you know, just gotten and gotten and gotten, but instead he gave and gave and gave. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, you know, if we're uh, to follow in his example as well, you know, in a Christ likeness, which I believe that is what, uh, you know, the term Christian means, right? right? You know, right. if you claiming to be a Christian, you're supposed to be living in a Christ likeness. You're supposed to be putting others ahead of yourself, mm -hmm. you know. And then I've got Philippians chapter two, verse three says, "Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory. Let nothing be done out of selfish ambition or vain conceit." Uh, some versions say right there, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than themselves. So you're doing nothing out of your own desire for personal gain. Mm -hmm. But we're trying to be just like Jesus Christ called us to be and to put others ahead of ourselves. You know, he mm -hmm. said, if you want to be first, you need to be last. That's right. You know, uh, there, there comes a place where uh, you recognize, man, you know, the first off, that God in sending Jesus Christ to die for my sins, you know, is is making a way for me to get out of this, this life of... Uh, sin and degradation not by something that i've done right mm -hmm. but by something that he's done That's right. so he's uh showing me there that look you didn't do this for yourself anyway so you shouldn't be up here trying to claim glory for yourself in what you're doing and i feel like that's what selfishness does oh yeah, it, yeah. it's us trying to gain glory is that selfish ambition that vain conceit that 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 thought process that hey i'm first in this thing yeah you know, I know when I was in my addiction out there, living in my sin and my addiction, uh, you know, I was the center of my own universe, man. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I was I was the the most important and main thing in every aspect of my life. It didn't matter to me what I had to do mm -hmm. uh, to take care of myself. If I had to hurt other people, I was going to hurt other people. Mm -hmm. But when I recognized and, and accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, all of that is supposed to flip flop. You mm -hmm. know, it, it's supposed to be just the opposite. Mm -hmm. Instead of inwardly focused, now you're outwardly focused. Instead of self-consumed, you're desirous to, to minister to others. Absolutely. Yeah, 
Uh, yeah. And, and, and so suing somebody uh, in most cases involves a selfish motivation. Yes, it does. Um, I, I remember talking to one guy who said that he was going to sue another guy for a million dollars because this other guy uh, offended him. Actually, there was an altercation that happened. And um, so he was going to sue him as a response of the guy beating him up. And uh, going to do it for a million dollars. And the guy had some hospital bills out of it just because he went to the hospital afterwards. But it, it was one of those things. And these these are supposedly two Christian guys that were fighting. So uh, I've got a passage of Scripture in 1 Corinthians chapter 6. And this is the passage that I actually used in an attempt to minister to those guys. It says, Dare any of you having a matter against another go to law before the unjust and not before the saints? Do you not know that the saints shall judge the world? And if the world be judged by you, are you unworthy to judge the smallest of matters? Know ye not that we shall judge the angels? How much more things that pertain to this life? If then ye have judgments of things pertaining to this life, set them to judge who are least esteemed in the church. I speak to your shame. It is so it is, or excuse me, is it so that there is not a wise man among you? No, not one that should be able to judge between his brethren. But brothers goeth to law with brother, that's Christian to Christian, right? And that before the unbelievers. In other words, a lost person judging the affairs of two brothers who can't get things settled. Now, therefore, there is utterly a fault among you because you go to law one with another. Why do you not rather take the wrong? As we were talking about a while ago, just, just absorb the offense, take the wrong. Why do you not rather suffer yourselves to be defrauded? Nay, you do wrong and defraud, you sue, right? That And that your brethren... And so Paul, he's saying to the church at Corinth, you guys offend each other, and then you get a matter swollen in that. That Later in that same passage, he says, don't you know that a little leaven leaven the whole lump? Mm -hmm. And you're allowing this thing to swell and go undealt with. So as a Christian for a Christian, your first and ultimate response should be forgiveness before the offense comes. Amen. That way that's dealt with. But even if it can't be dealt with, why in the world would you not bring the offense before the leaders of the church. Didn't Jesus have a prescription about this? Yeah, Matthew 18. Yeah. yeah. So he says if, if you have a, an, a fault with a brother, go to him. See if you can win the brother. If he won't hear you, take another brother with you. See if that can be fixed. If that doesn't happen, then what? Bring go it before the church. the church. And so Jesus set the principle of that, and Paul's just reiterating it by saying, you guys are knuckleheads. You're making a, li- a laughing stock of the church. So why not do church things? And and you know it, it's kind of crazy. Paul says, "Don't you know that you're you're going to judge the world, and you're going to be judges judges of angels?" Mm. So what is he talking about there? Through our testimony of receiving Jesus, it is a testimony against those who have rejected Jesus, because salvation is offered unto all men. And so when you receive Jesus, is actually a witness against those who rejected Jesus. Therefore, you through that will judge the lost world. You through that will judge the, the, the fallen angels who have rejected their first estate and followed after the leadership of Satan. Through your testimony, 
of trusting in Jesus and their testimony of rejecting Jesus. It's a judgment or a witness against them. He says, you know, those are, those are some pretty big matters. Can't you all figure out how to settle these little insignificant matters with yourselves? And so, but, but I, think, I think you hit the nail on the head, Greg. Selfishness, pride, a sinful ambition, greediness, all drives a person to sue somebody for a gain they wouldn't normally get in any other way. Amen. So we would say, is it wrong for a Christian to sue? Well, it's wrong for a Christian to sue. Yeah. Is it wrong for a Christian to sue a Christian? Absolutely. Oh, it is It is as clear as night and day. Mm-hmm. It is wrong for a Christian to sue a Christian. And, you know, there's, there's other scripture verses. James chapter 2 talks about the same thing. Why would you go before law those who would, might, who would mistreat you and possibly abuse? Now, we're not saying all judges are, are abusive, and, and we're definitely not saying all judges are lost or worldly. We know good, godly Christian judges who, who are a blessing to embrace church in our ministry and us personally through friendships and relationships. We're not saying that at all. But as far as a system is concerned, there is a big difference between the governance of the church and the United States government. And so the government was ordained by God and is commissioned by God, and the church is ordained by God and commissioned by God, and the family is ordained and commissioned by God. All these are ordained things, structures of God in the Scripture, and they all hold their certain individual purposes but the church should be able to judge the affairs of the Christian. Amen. Amen. So you reckon we've changed anybody's mind? I don't know. All I, the last thing I want to say, hey, love your brother. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, you say that, but that, that's really where it's all at. Yeah. Do you love your brother enough to forgive even if there's not an I, I'm sorry in the middle of all that? Yeah. So Amen. I think Jesus did when he was on the cross. Yeah, he did. He said, Father, forgive those who ain't asking me to forgive them for they know not what they do. Ain't nobody said, I'm sorry at that moment. But he said, forgive them, Lord. And they did. And, you know, so God's good. And uh, we as Christians are to be like Christ. So forgive those who offend you. Uh, Save you money. Don't spend it in lawyers. And have a blessed day. Thank you for joining us today on Unapologetic, a podcast of Embrace Ministries. We hope we have answered some of culture's difficult questions using the Bible, God's Word. Please help us get the word out about this new podcast. If you have any questions, feel free to call us at 601-469-2680, or you can email us at embrace.church at yahoo.com.